Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, heading into the weekend, it was reported that over 220 staff at UL Hospitals Group were out of work or self-isolating as a result of a COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, More cases emerged as contact tracing and testing continued. And we're joined this morning for an update by Colette Cowan, who is the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group. And uh, good morning to you. Um, Not uh, easy uh, times, um, Colette. Uh, What is the latest um, this morning in terms of staff numbers out and uh, what this week is looking like? Yes, Joe, it's a busy uh, three three weeks. We have 151 staff out uh, as we speak this morning from the service. Um, That's a drop from the numbers that were two weeks ago when we had over 220 staff out. So what then does that mean for services this week? What can you bring back online? Yeah, so we decided last Friday the management team met that we'd return to normal service this week, which we've done um, because we're very cognizant of, of staff or of patients waiting to get into hospital to also to have their scheduled care treatment. So with that, we have a number of staff out, but we have redeployed. We have a number of beds closed due to the outbreak that we had, which allowed us to redeploy the staff to get scheduled care back working. That's theatres and access to clinics, etc. Mm, so things that would be termed elective. Correct. And then what have you been able to do with um, emergency care? Has that been maintained at the usual level? Absolutely. It's one thing you can't ignore is emergency care. So the emergency department continues to function with up to 200 patients a day attending. The emergency surgery continued. We ensured that the theatres were ran for that very reason and patients could get access and, and continue to have their surgery, including time critical cancer surgery. And with staff coming back, I mean, has that been a scenario where their quarantine or their self-isolation ended and they were able to come back to work? Uh, that's correct, yes. Uh, it fluctuates because we're tracking and tracing uh, the, the number of staff are out. A lot of them are close contacts and they would be in quarantine for up to 14 days, but they can be derogated back as required. But we'd look at that uh, very carefully, and we brought low numbers of staff back as required uh, to keep the service going. Uh, and that fluctuates, and we'll continue to do so for the next couple of days. What have you been able to determine, Colette, about this particular outbreak, its origins and how it spread? Yes, well, I suppose it goes back to the, the whole issue of a couple of weeks ago where we were concerned about community transmission across the country, uh, hence why we have had the lockdown. And the numbers are up. Um, there's definitely transmission between people living together, people back at college working together, um, and we saw a spike in that. And it's definitely our staff are no different to the community or the public. They can equally pick up COVID. They can be asymptomatic and then become symptomatic. Uh, and that became very... Um, obvious to us a couple of weeks ago, um, equally our patients can be asymptomatic and come into hospital. So the only way around that is aggressive uh, tracking and tracing and we're mass testing our staff as well um, to ensure that we can uh, make sure that we don't have another outbreak per se or that it would be as extensive and we'll continue to do that. Are you satisfied uh, by the COVID um, protocols that you have in place uh, at the UHL and Dura Doyle and generally then across the UL Hospitals Group? Most definitely. We have very strict protocols around uh, management of COVID. We actually run hospitals within hospitals. We have COVID pathways and non-COVID pathways for patients. We're good in the sense that we have some very good isolation facilities and more to come today. But this outbreak was significant. It was across a number of wards, in particular old infrastructure in the hospital. It's in the high double figures. And as I said, we continue to track and trace that and we'll do so 
excellent microbiology team, infectious diseases teams um, who've done amazing work, including all of the management teams around it. So it's quite strict uh, how we manage with hospital crisis management teams every day, sometimes twice a day, to ensure that we carry out everything for the safety of our staff and our patients. And how is managing that challenged by the numbers that you have on trolleys? It was extremely difficult uh, and staff found it very difficult. Staff are, are very tired uh, this weekend. I know in general the the nation is tired, but we ha- this is just another challenge on top of our day-to-day uh, management of patients and trolleys and uh, patients waiting for beds um, in effect. And around that, we have to ensure that they get safe access. But our emergency department is open. It's open for very sick patients. People should come into hospital if required. But equally, it's also a COVID uh, unit where we track and trace our patients again. They're isolated and they get to a bed once we have isolation for them and we ensure that. Is there any evidence that the the trolley situation um, um, exacerbated the problem with COVID-19? I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, I think that the, the virus is so virulent it just can get in, you know, it's, it can be picked up on surfaces, successfully spread through uh, droplet infection and uh, this is how it happens. The, what we did with the trolley uh, bays in the hospital, we stopped all trolleys going to ward level since uh, last uh, March. There have been none at ward level. We've distanced the trolleys in the emergency department. We most definitely need to get away from uh, trolleys in the emergency department and one step in that would be the opening of the 60-bed block and today we'll see our first 20 beds open and that's a step in the right direction to assist the emergency department. We're chatting to Colette Cowan who's the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group. Uh, What is your message then to people who have had elective procedures postponed uh, about how long they might be waiting? Again, we're very cognizant of that and all those cases will be reviewed by the clinical directors which is underway and we'll give them an early appointment to make sure they get back on track because we fully understand people cocooned and did exactly what they were asked to do and it pained us in a sense that we had to stop the surgery. However, it was safer than bringing people into an outbreak environment which would be highly dangerous. Mm. Now GPs have said to us and this may have been a problem before now but particularly with the reports from uh, UHL over the last couple of weeks uh, that uh, they have had some difficulties when recommending to patients that they go to the accident and emergency unit in Dora Doyle even when the GP says this is where you need to go? Yes, that, that has come up and uh, it concerns us because I must assure people that they should come to the emergency department if they're ill. We have procedures in place. It's the safest procedures. The policies are in place. It's safer than going into a supermarket per se. Um, and people can see, associate the hospital with the high infection rate or a risk of catching it. But in effect, community transmission can be higher. So please come to hospital is what I would say to people. If you are sick, the outcome could be very detrimental to your health. And we will treat you and look after you and keep you safe and follow the procedures we have. And I need to assure people of that, that they must come in if they're acutely ill so that we can ensure they can recover. And some Limerick Today listeners were in touch with us last week saying that they were ringing the hospital and the phones were going unanswered at times. Yes, uh, I became aware of that, that there was an issue around the telephone lines. The telephone service, the switchboard in effect, is ran by the National Ambulance Service uh, from 9 to 5 every day and it reverts to UL hospitals after that time. But I'm currently reviewing that 
uh, system and plan to move the service in under the hospital group, but we're in discussion with trade unions and the National Ambulance Service on it. So I fully respect that the frustration around that and we have to correct it. Uh, we would have seen a spike, of course, in calls because families can't get in to see their um, uh, loved ones and we're acutely aware of that and we're just working through it to try and come up with a system that's uh, much faster for people so, to get through to the wall. Okay, so you're saying this is a longer term systems issue with the phones rather than something directly connected to staff being out with COVID-19? Well, the service, the service is ran by the National Ambulance Service, but I know they had some staff uh, on sick leave as well, so may that, that may have been related to it, but I'm not, I don't have the facts on that, but we can review it. But in our view, that we need to look at this system coming in under UL Hospitals Group and running the service that way. And that's what we're working on at the moment. And finally, uh, Colette, it's still only um, late November. And obviously you are heading into a Christmas period and traditionally then the first couple of weeks of January, which are often the busiest time anyway in uh, hospitals around the country, including in Limerick. How worried are you about all of that? Um, well, winter is always very, very busy, and uh, especially come January, it can be very busy, as you know, period we're usually talking at that time. Uh, it is concerning to see the wave and the numbers increase. Uh, it's concerning to see that the numbers aren't dropping uh, across the community to the level we need. Um, and we're, we're in no doubt that we'll have another wave, whether that be at Christmas or in January, alongside uh, the flu. Now, what's heartening to see is that a lot of people are taking the flu vaccination, which will help with the respiratory illness, but we're in no doubt that we'll be busy. However, we will have the 60 beds open, all of them by the 4th of January, which will really assist uh, patients because there will be single-room isolation facilities, which will really um, keep the numbers down for cross-infection. That's really important. And that's the first step in getting enough bed capacity in the region to deal with the footfall of people that are coming into the department. Longer-term view... Uh, the focus would be with the community developing other services for patients and public can go to other than an emergency department. And that's underway. It's significant work. Maybe I'll come back with Maria Bridgman in the new year and talk to you about that around the investment that we have got. Okay, very good. Well, listen, thank you very much for talking to us first thing this Monday morning. That's Colette Cowan, CEO of the UL Hospitals Group. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.